Well, well, well. <sighs> Here we are again. I'm honestly trying to contain my energy. I'm sure you could probably hear, like, I'm smiling. I, like, have so much energy on the... I got so much energy, if you know that TikTok. Okay. <sighs> Y'all, let me just breathe and get myself together. I can't even get myself together. I can't even get myself together. Now, I will say this. The very thing that you fear the most is what will unlock the door of your destiny. I'm going to say it again. The very thing that you fear the most is what will unlock your destiny. I don't know if I actually said it again verbatim. It was not written down. That literally just came right now. But it's the truth. And I find that that is going to be the topic of this video because... Oftentimes we are so scared to step because we don't know what's on the other side. When that very dynamic is what faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Excuse the beeping, it's the alarm. Evidence of things not seen. I can't see what's going to happen after this. Ah, bless me. Ah, bless me. I don't know if other people edit out their sneezes, but y'all going to get it 100% authentic. Although I did sit with myself and say, hmm, maybe I should add a little more spice to my podcast, start editing, do some sound clips and all that good, great stuff. But this is just raw, uncut, unfiltered, straight to the point, straight no chase. So you feel me? Nevertheless, that is exactly what faith is. It's not knowing what is on the other side. So when we try our best to know everything, we end up Walking not in faith, but by sight. I'm going to walk this thing. When David went up to fight Goliath, he did not know what was on the other side. He did not know that was going to be what catapulted him into his destiny of being king. He just moved. He just acted. He just did. He just existed. I've been having this common theme come at me for a very long time. God has been just saying it over and over and over until I got it, of course. Then once I got it, I could give it. It's not so much about doing as it is about being. When David went to fight Goliath, it wasn't so much of him going and doing the activity of fighting Goliath. Follow me. It was that David just showed up in that opportunity as himself. Oftentimes, God will place you in a situation not for you to do something, but for you to just be what you are. And so, 
we oftentimes struggle the most, not with what to do, not with how to respond, not how to say it, but who to be. Because the moment that we recognize who we are to be in that moment, every response will be automatic. It'll be autopilot. We don't have to do anything to be us. We've just got to be. Hallelujah. And so I would even argue that when we hold on to something because of our fear of the unknown of what's the, on the other side, We are not so much scared of letting it go because we don't want to lose it or doing it because we don't know what's going to happen. It's that we don't know who to be. Am I the person that's supposed to stay in this relationship or am I the person that's supposed to leave? Am I the person that's supposed to stay at this job or am I the person that's supposed to leave? Am I the person that's supposed to write the book or am I the person that's supposed to not? Am I the person that's supposed to? Am I the person that's not? But you see, just being doesn't take overthinking. Being, overthinking, being and trying, being and doing aren't in the same sentence. Although there's a dichotomy between being and doing because you're just doing what you be. You cannot be anything beyond what you are. So anything you do will be who you are. Yet we cannot allow False lying actions to define us. Paul says in Romans, that which I hate to do is what I do, but that what I want to do, that is which I don't do. So I come to find that there is something at work in me that is not of me and it's trying to put a false identity on me. So I have to be vigilant and even disciplined enough to not allow my actions to affect my identity. Am I this person? Am I a person that lives in a box or am I a person that lives on the edge? Am I this person? Maybe last time I stepped out into the water when Jesus said, come, and I started drowning. So now I'm afraid to step back into the water when the only reason I started drowning was because I took my eyes off of him. Oh, he's a good God. But I've come to find then when I set my gaze upon him, everything in life seems easier. In fact, the very thing that would drown somebody else, I'm walking on because my eyes are on him. So it's not so much about needing to, to, to try to see what's on the other side of me letting go as it is for me to keep my eyes on him, always seeing him. Because if I keep my eyes on him, number one, I've got something to see because we don't want to walk without saying anything. That's why he says set our eyes on him, on him, because we can see him. And as long as we're looking at him, we don't have to worry about what's on the other side. Oh, I hope I'm saying this clearly. I hope I'm saying this clearly. We're so worried about what's on the other side of letting go that we're not looking at Jesus. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. You don't need to look and figure out what it is, what it is that you must do now. Because as I was with Moses, so am I now with you, Joshua. That means you don't have to worry about what to do. 
You just got to know who to be. And knowing who to be is not sitting down, looking at a bunch of cards, flipping them over. Knowing who to be is clear. You see, God is not of confusion, which is a popular phrase that people say. I don't know if they do that in your household, but my mama always talked about God is not of confusion. And thankfully, because I've carried that with me in everything that I do. Granted, I have not always listened to it. Yes, I knew it. I mean, knowing is half the battle. It's what you do with the knowledge that actually counts. So I knew it, but I didn't always exercise it. When you actually rest in the fact that God is not of confusion, <clears throat> it will help you make better decisions because you'll realize, wow, if I keep having to overthink and don't know what to do, clearly this is not of God. Now, that is not the topic of today. Yet I will say, God is clear. So when God gives you an identity, it's not going to be confusing. Is going to line up with everything. Our problem is that when God gives us an identity, it doesn't always align with the season you're in externally. So now you're identifying yourself by what you see on the outside and not on the inside. When the Bible says that God looks at the heart, he looks at what's on the inside of us. So now he's named you Joshua. Yet a couple days ago, you weren't Joshua, now Joshua, you were then Joshua. So now I don't know how to be now Joshua because I'm so used to being then Joshua. But you see, the key comes when we let go. Let go of trying to get everything right. Let go of trying to be what we're not. Let go of trying to figure it all out. Letting go of acting like we've got the answers. Letting go, letting go, letting go. The Bible tells us that we have the power to bring down every thought that acknowledges itself against the knowledge of Jesus Christ. That means when our mind starts running wild, we have the power to say no, not today. We have the power to say this is not Right. This is not my reality. This is not my burden. This is not what's going to happen. This is not how this is going to play out. Even in our own mind, we're so busy rebuking the devil when he ain't even moving because it's in our own mind. Do you understand that your fear in the uncertainty of letting go is just in your own mind? Robin, prove it for I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind power. I've given you power to tread over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Love for I formed before I formed you in your mother's womb. I knew you. That's love. And the sound mind. For I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave. Self-discipline. None of that says overthink. None of that says be worried. For the Bible even tells us, be not dismayed for I am your God. I woke up today and I said, today is a great day to be saved. Some things had just been occurring 
and my eyes have just been open to a couple different things that have has shifted my visual perspective and my spiritual perspective. Visual perspective being what I see, I, I what I've seen before, I now see differently with my eyes. Spiritually, what I understood and saw in the spirit originally, I now see and understand differently. Paul says, I pray that the eyes of your understanding be opened. So my understanding is seeing things in a different perspective. And I woke up today and I said, wow, today is a great day to be saved. I looked in the mirror and I said, wow, today is a great day to be me. I said, wow, today is a great day to be saved and a great day to be me because I could not imagine waking up and being anything or anybody else. And I have. I've woken up not resting in the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. I've woke up battling in my own mind with thoughts and imaginations that were stabbing me in my left side. I have woken up not knowing who the person was that I was living in. I've woken up a ghost. Oh, I've woken up a ghost before. So I woke up and I said, today is a great day to be saved because I could not imagine really having to worry about what's on the other side. I find that the title of this podcast might be the other side of letting go or maybe just the other side. But I think it's going to be the other side of letting go. Listen, y'all can comment. If once you hear this part, you can go ahead and comment and tell me that I did not do what I said I would do. But maybe God just let me another way. We'll see when we get there. But I could not imagine not knowing Jesus. I mean, truthfully, I couldn't. And you see, when we allow our fear of the uncertainty of letting go, to overpower the release, we then hop into this pit of not knowing Jesus. How did I get into this pit? How did I trip and stumble into this dark abyss where I no longer know The one who, when I knew nothing, when I had nothing, was still there. How have I come to be so far away from the one who I was the closest to? How have I got here? For in the valley of the shadow of death, I'm to fear no evil for he's with me. His rod and staff are comforting me, but I yet don't know him anymore. How did I end up here? I have spent my life, not literally, but let me exaggerate for a moment, trying to figure out why and when thinking maybe if I got to the point where the damage began, where the transition took place, where the alter ego stepped in, maybe if I went back to the trauma spot and and 
found where I left myself, I'd find myself sitting there to pick me back up and be able to move forward as that me. But I came to find that me going back there and looking for myself only led me to an old, expired, and even false version of myself and kept me in this spiral, which was also not myself. So there's a balance between understanding the trauma, going back to the spot it took place, Yes, but it cannot overpower the fact that we are supposed to forget those things that are behind and press forward. So maybe if I forgot what's behind, I'd be able to climb out of this pit by myself. Maybe, just maybe, if I forgot what's behind, focused on my right now and stepped completely into my right now, I might just, instead of having to find myself, myself might just find me. Maybe the battle is all about Satan stopping us from walking into who we are. Maybe it's really not about anointings and power and gifts. Maybe it's literally just about us walking in our identity. Maybe that alone is enough to shake hell. Maybe that alone is to push back darkness. For he said that we are the salt of the earth, light in this dark and doomed place. So maybe if I just tap into me, that light will be strong enough to shine out all darkness. So Satan isn't so concerned with how I can speak in tongues or how eloquent I can pray, but more concerned with me stepping into my God-given identity because that's where my relationship with God even comes from. So if I just so happen to come to myself as the prodigal son did I might be draped in my robe I might be given my crown I might stand up a little taller so when demons approach me I won't respond to the level of the demon I will respond to the level of my God why would we be so scared of letting go if we know who's on the other side I have been saying this thing over and over again, and I kind of love it. Give me a pat on the back. Pat, 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 pat. Thank you. I feel you in the audience. I've been saying this thing. There's goodness and mercy following me. For I lead you in the path of righteousness for my name's sake. So that means I got something in front of me. I got something behind me. And then he says, I am with you always until the ends of the earth. So I got something with me now. I got something in my back and I got something in my front. So if I know Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, if I know the goodness and mercy are following me all the days of my life, I'm being led in the path of righteousness for his name's sake, meaning it has nothing to do with me or what I do or how I act or how I show up. He's just leading me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake because he chose to do it. He want to do it. And I know that I'm that he's with me now until the end of the earth, that nothing can separate me from his love. He is always here. Even when I am at my lowest, he is yet still here at his highest. Not that he fluctuates in height, yet we serve a God who will stoop down and ride in the dirt. That's a message for another day. But if I know all of that, why would I be scared of letting go? Because it means that 
though I don't know what's on the other side, I know who he is. The Bible tells us to lean not on our own understanding because we will never know what's on the other side. We just know who he is. And maybe if we got confident enough in who he is, maybe we would be a little further. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't just trust me with an ounce of it. Don't just trust me with the parts of your heart that are all pure and holy and hallelujah, hallelujah. Don't just just trust me with the parts of your heart that are healed. Trust me with all of your heart. Trust me when I'm saying forgive, but forgiveness seems so hard. Trust me when I'm saying don't say anything. All is being said by me. Trust me when I say it's okay. Trust me. Trust me when you're beating yourself up for something I've already washed away. Trust me when you're scared. Trust me when you're uncertain. With all of your heart. Trust me when you feel dirty. Trust me when you don't feel clean. Trust me when you got yourself in the situation. Yes, I know you hopped here. You sat there. You went there. You did it. Now you're there. But trust me even now. Hallelujah. And lean not on your own understanding. We are a people who want to know it all. Look at science. I know some people believe that science is a, um, what would the word be? Um, I don't know. I can't think of the actual word I'm looking for, but an opposite of the knowledge of God when no, it just proves it. I mean, science literally cannot go to anything before the Big Bang is what they call it. Come on now. Um, but while that's not the conversation, the way that we dive into so many things. Oh my gosh, we just want to understand everything. We just want it all to make sense. Oh my gosh. TikTok, everybody just want to explain something. Get some type of understanding. Child, I'll be I understand the Bible in so many different ways, forms and fashions, but baby, sometimes I don't get it. I still got to ask questions. Lord, what make it make sense? To, I don't get it. I've even said to God, Lord, I just want to get it clearly. And we're not talking about scripture anymore. I've said to him in situations, Lord, I just want to get it clearly. Just say it clearly, Lord. Just give it to me clearly. What? If I give it to you clearly, what purpose do I serve? Isn't that what the problem was in the garden? They wanted all this clarity. They wanted to see so far and know so much. And look at where it got them. 
trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean out on your own understanding, meaning, no, I don't know what's going to happen on the other side. If you thought that I was going to tell this whole message and then get to the end and try to convince you that you do know what's on the other side, I mean, there's a dichotomy to it because you do know what's on the other side, destiny, but at the same time, you, I'm not about to sit up here and tell you you know what's on the other side because you don't. Destiny, yeah, but what's destiny? What's her name? Where'd she stay at? Am I gonna when when I'm gonna meet her? She coming over? We inviting her for dinner? Or we got we got we taking her out? Who's destiny? You know she's coming. You know she's on the other side. Yet you don't know what's on the other side. Jesus, I know you're on the other side, yet. Oh wait, that's enough. If I know you're in the water and you tell me to walk on the water, I don't have any type of, of factual evidence that I'm not going to drown. Oh, hallelujah. All I have is your word. That's it. Oh, I'm trying to contain it. Y'all, that's the word right there. But I'm, I'm, okay, let me reel it in. Let me reel it in. Let me, let me, let me land this plane. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. All I've got is your word telling me to come. So now I'm walking with no evidence on the word and with faith because faith has now become my evidence. So what I thought was going to drown me and what seemed as though it was going to drown me was a lie because God's word supersedes any ounce of man's understanding that's we are that's why we are to walk by faith and not by sight because where you're walking what rather what you're walking through may often be contradictory to the word that God has spoken over your life, into your life, and to your life. So now, I'm staying in this boat because I'm too scared to walk on the word of God, not knowing that if I stay on this boat, if I don't step into this water, I'll never get to experience the fullness of who Jesus is. I'll die keeping him in this box. And because he's not a God that can be limited, you're not literally keeping him in a box. You are putting yourself in a box. I'm telling you everything that you are waiting for, everything that you are hoping for, everything that you are wanting God to do, everything that you've been praying for, everything that you've been waiting for, destiny, 
and more. The very thing you've had a sense in your spirit forever and ever and ever. The baby is about to come out. I'm telling you all you've got to do is let go. It's on the other side of letting go. So if you can open your hand, God will open his hand and pour you out a blessing. You won't have room enough to receive. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Ooh, why are you sacrificing destiny? Why are you sacrificing your happiness? Why are you sacrificing your purpose? Why are you sacrificing your peace instead of being obedient to the word of God? If God says, go, go. All you need is a word. Oh, this new generation needs so much. Oh my gosh, can you prove this? Can you prove that? Oh, it sounds like this type of thinking. Oh, this, oh, that. Really? All you need was a, is a word. Back in the day, all they walked on was word. People were slaves, okay? Black people were enslaved. I was watching the Harriet movie and I still haven't finished it. I'm like, these people were really slaved. They were singing these songs. They allowed scripture to keep them humble enough to stay in their situation because all they needed was a word. They could have been, oh, they could, their mental could have been, in a flux, they could have been, it could have been so chaotic internally and mentally and was, yet the word still sustained them. The Israelite people in Egypt, 400 years, it was just the word. But now y'all want so much. Y'all want God to be, you want to control God. You want him to tell you everything. You want him to lay it out in full detail. God, give me your business plan. Lord, what's your executive summary? He is God. All you need is a word. The Bible, he told Jesus, he said, man, I'm, of stature. I'm a man of stature myself. I've got servants. I've got riches. I've got people who answer to me. When I say come, they come. When I say go, they go. So, Lord, I would not dare have you come all the way. But if you just send a word, the word of God is stronger than any two-edged sword. So if you've got the word of God, you've got everything that you need. You're fully equipped for every battle. You're fully equipped for every situation. You're fully equipped for every ounce of conflict. If you've got the word, if you've got the word of God, your situation is a liar. If you've got the word of God, you've got peace. All you need is a word. So you're scared of letting go when all you've got to do is open your hand and he's giving you the word. But you are getting away from him because you won't obey. God is not to obey us. We are to obey him. And if you truly want him, go where he is. Do what he says do. Be who he tells you to be. It's all on the other side of letting go. You've been bound for too long. Let go. 
You've been struggling for too long. Let go. You've been at war for too long. Let go. It is more as by staying than it is at letting go because what you don't want to happen if goodness and mercy are behind you he's leading you he's in front of you and he's with you you don't dare want him to get from behind you because you didn't move as long as you're moving you're at pace with the goodness and mercy that's following you but the moment that you stop and you're stuck and you've stayed and Jesus has gone you don't ever want to be where his glory is not so now you sacrifice Jesus by not letting go. Jesus sacrificed himself. God sacrificed himself that he might lead us into the places we never would go. So why are you sacrificing yourself when he did not ask for you to do that? God wants us free. He died that we might be free. He died that we have might have life and have it more abundantly. So everything that you're looking for is on the other side of letting go. The question is, are you going to let go? Are you going to do it? What did I tell you guys in the beginning? Knowing is half the battle, but it's what you do with the knowledge that actually matters. I can know so many different things, but if I don't ever put them to use and to work, what does it profit me? I mean, if I'm going through all these situations, demonic warfare, fleshly warfare, internal warfare, external warfare, and I know the word of God, but I don't exercise it in these situations, then what is it really profiting me? If I'm reading the Bible and deep in my word, yet my life is not changing, what is it profiting me? I'm just reading words for no reason. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I don't know where I was going to go with that. That, that. I'm talking about reading. I mean, hearing by the word of God. Okay. If our understanding has eyes, then that means it must have ears too. I would argue. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I can prove it. He that has an ear, let him. He that has an ear, let him hear what the the spirit says to the church. So our, so he that has an ear, let them let him hear what the spirit says to the church. So our understanding and our spirit has ears. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we're hearing the word of God and we're receiving the word of God. We're in, it's the same word, whatever the case. I don't know. Okay. I know I'm making sense somewhere in it if you dive beneath it, but I don't, I don't know where I was going. I don't do this with notes, y'all. Okay. Nevertheless. You just got to get that word in you. And you got to stand on it. It's the differentiator. It's the, the separation between us and society. It's literally the word of God. Like I said, the word of God will keep you in what would have drowned someone else. So there's no reason you should fear letting go. I said in, well, I'm actually diving into this study as I write this book. About how our own imaginations cause us to be tormented. How we will allow negatives to overpower positives because instead of trying to overcome the negative, we're trying to suppress the negative. So what do you do when the negative is not a lie, but it's factual? It has every reason to be a negative. There's evidence to back the ne negative up. So 
what do you do when you can't actually, you know, knock the negative down and act like it's not a negative? What do you do? Then I go on to say that you have to weigh the relevancy of the negative. So then you're overcoming the negative because though it's factual, it is not relevant to what is happening, to what is taking place, to what is going to come. In Ecclesiastes, Solomon goes on to say the meaningless, meaningless, everything is meaningless. So on the scale of meaninglessness and meaningfulness, which is God, Though the negative is factual, it is not relevant enough to overpower the positive that comes in God. So I'm not going to tell you that there's no reason you should be a little worried. You know, let's just keep it real. I'm not going to sit up here and tell you that there is no factual reason why you shouldn't feel the way you do about letting go. That is not my point here. That is not my argument here. That is not my intention here. Instead, what I'm saying to you is that the negative is not relevant enough to stop you from getting to your purpose, to your God-given purpose, and to what God has for you. So move. So do it. So open your hand and let go. So walk into it. So be it. David was anointed to be king. Then he became king. Be it so that you can become it. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that we have a God that steps down into the dirt, lowers himself to where we are, yet never lowering, lowering himself. I'm thankful we have a God who would humble himself to a cross, yet never humbling himself at all. I'm so thankful that we have a God who served us and washes us, yet never really services us at all. I go on to argue that no matter how low he gets for us, he's still God at his highest. How much love is that for me to still sit on my throne, but still in my throne garments, in my royal garment, stoop down to you? How much love is that? And if we know that we be loved, why ever fear doing anything if God is with you? If God is for you, who can be against you? So let go. Spirit of the living God, I thank you. I thank you that you're so intentional about wanting us to become better, that you are a patient God. I'm thankful that you cut us open and you perform supernatural surgery on us. Lord, I'm thankful for your well that never runs <clears throat> dry. Lord, I'm thankful for a perspective to look at my cup, not half full or half empty, but to look at it running over. Father, I pray that you allow our eyes to be opened. 
Oh God, that we might see you clearly. Lord, we don't need the plan clearly, no. All we need to do is see you clearly. If I can see you clearly, everything else will make sense. Lord, help us to shift our focus from the storm to you. Lord, help us to keep our eyes on you at all times. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that there is something on the other side of letting go and I'm thankful for the opportunity to let go because it lets me know that I have purpose. I'm thankful for your purpose on today, oh God. Who would I be? What would I be if I did not have your purpose? Father, I'm thankful that you're always with us, never leaving us, nor forsaking us, never changing, never wavering, but always staying the same. I'm so thankful that you don't give up on us and leave us in our dirt, oh God. Father, help us to break out the chains that we have placed on our own self. Father, unlock our minds today. Oh God, push back the darkness that lies in our brains and unlock our minds today. Open our mind to receive you. Open our mind to walk, not in our own understanding, but in the fullness of who you are. Unlock our minds today. Oh God, let power spring forth on today. Oh God, I ask that you rest heavy on us. Work with us and wrestle us until we let go. Oh, God, if you've got to do us like Jacob, if you got to wrestle with us all night till you hurt us to make us let go, that we might walk in exactly what you want us to walk in and do exactly what you want us to do, rather yet be who you want and who you've created us to be. Oh, God, if it's got to hurt, just do it. Lord, but don't give up on us. Wrestle with us, wrestle with us, and don't let us win the battle. Oh, God. Someone needs to let go. Oh, God, help them let go. Father, your power supersedes all power. Your grace supersedes all ounce of sin. Your mercies are new every day. Your love never runs out. My cup runneth over, God, I'm thankful that I serve a running over, God, an overflow, God, an abundant, God. I'm thankful for you, Jesus. Father, I pray that our eyes see the goodness that you are and we don't forget it, oh God. I pray that it gets so settled and sealed in us, oh God, that it changes how we think, changes how we move, changes who we are, oh God. I pray that your revelation be given unto us. Oh, God, because if we can see you clearly, I don't have to worry about seeing clearly in the situation. Oh, God, if I see you clearly, I don't have to worry about if the water will keep me or not because I've got you keeping me. God, just let us see you clearly, oh, God, so we can be kept by you. Oh, God, so we can be nurtured by you, so we can be strengthened by you. Help us to be kept. Let us not be our own enemies, oh, God. Let us not fight against what you're doing in our our life, oh God, but help us to lay down the control stick and give it back to you, oh God. 
Lord, we don't know where we took control of our own life. Maybe it was trauma. Maybe it was tribulation. Maybe it was pain. But, oh, God, we've gotten nowhere trying to work it out by ourselves. So today, God, I pray that every single person holding onto the control stick will lift it high and give it up to you. Oh, God, I pray that you be lifted up in every household. I pray that you be lifted up in every listener's ear. Lift it up, lift it up, lift it up. Oh, God, I lift you high in the name of Jesus. For you said that if you be lifted up, you'll draw all into you. So, God, fill in where I missed the mark. Do what I couldn't do. Be what I cannot be, oh, God. Oh, God. Hi. Hallelujah. I thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank you. Oh, Father, give us confidence. Yet I find that it would be more impactful to pray that you allow us to see ourselves the way that you see us, that you will seal that revelation that we might walk in it every day, all day. I give you thanks. I give you honor. I give you glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.